Welcome to Beaver Does Movies. James Beaver here once again. The schedules have to be shifted, but guess what? This is week three of Scare Mike. Now, originally, the intended was for week two was going to be The Exorcist. As you can hear from now, that is clearly not the case. My bad. But we're still doing it. And, of course, the Scare Mike himself the Michael Myers to my Dr. Loomis, and now he understands that reference. Mike Reed, welcome. welcome. Yo, yo, how are you doing? Oh, surviving. Uh, just doing my thing. Yeah, got nothing. And speaking of nothing, apparently me and you have not been watching any movies uh, the past week. No, I've been watching TV. Yeah, same here, actually. But guess I what? This, TV. this ain't Beaver Does TV, so... Should be. It should be, but shut up, because that would take way too long. You're complaining about watching a, like a 90-minute movie. Imagine doing a whole series. I have been. No, no, and then recording a podcast about it. Oh, well, we have been, basically. It's the Vow. We, we have been doing Vow updates, yes. <laughs> if, you, if you hear the commentaries, you, you can tell when, we, when we've watched the Vow, because it's pretty much most of, we see characters in the show, and it's like, he looks just like Keith Raniere. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, if, you, if you get the chance, watch HBO's The Vow. Guaranteed, we're probably going to watch some cult stuff in the future. And it's just going to be like, how do we tie this in with a valve? <laughs> yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Mike, before you watched Halloween, uh, what is your history with it? I knew about the mask. I knew about Michael. Yeah. And that was about it. That was about it. Like Even down to the director, John Carpenter, who is done quite a lot of uh, successful movies, especially yeah. of, the, of the genre. You don't know uh, Escape from New York or Los Angeles. No. Uh, you don't know Assault on Precinct 13. No. You do know about Big Trouble in Little China, which is yeah. the impressive one. I'm glad you've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, retread on as recording originally. I decided to dump it. Because I got a bunch of Asian actors' names wrong. And it turns out I confused uh, James James Hong for Mako. Oh, no. Yeah, even though technically they were, they were both in Avatar. Okay. But, I, but hey, still. Avatar 2 just finished shooting. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. Coming out in 2025 when he finishes all Jeez. the effects. Because... He's polishing that so much. And it's just clearly, it's going to be weird when it comes out. And I don't think it's going to be as big, honestly. No. no. But anyway, back to Halloween. So, yep. have you ever seen They Live? No. With Roddy Piper? No. Okay. We just watched the, the South Park pandemic episode. You know, the one where it's set during the pandemic and they're walking around? Yeah. That, that guitar thing? That was the John Carpenter beat for They Live. Okay. They use, so it's kind of a They Live reference. So John Carpenter is still, he's still alive, but he's he's also alive in our hearts still. Because mm. everyone, because South Park has referenced They Live as well, because there's a very long fight between Roddy Piper and Keith David. Okay. And uh, you remember the, the cripple fight in South Park? Yeah. That's a shot for shot remake of that movie. 
<laughs> they they basically took it and just animated it with uh, Jimmy and Timmy. Good lord. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what the story is? You know what uh, what John Carpenter based this movie off of? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's based on an experience that John had in college touring when he went on tour of a psychiatric hospital. Carpenter oh. met a child who stared at him with a look of evil, and it terrified me. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And it, apparently, uh, originally, it was titled The Babysitter Murders. I think I remember seeing that, yes. Yeah, uh, apparently, they, but for like budgetary reasons, they changed it to make it on the same day because they wanted to like just do it in one location throughout the day. You know what the budget for this movie was? 300 grand. And you know how much it went on to gross? Like 50 million, probably more. Like 47. 40, yeah, 47 million on a 300 grand budget. The guy who, the guy who uh, executive produced was also doing another movie where that movie was costing that amount one day. So 300 grand a day, and it was like a Lawrence Olivier movie. And when they told him the budget, like the overall budget, it was pretty much like, all right, cool, let's go for it. And he signed off and everything like that. So let's go into the characters first. I want to start talking about, in my opinion, uh, my favorite character in the whole thing. Let's talk about Dr. Loomis. Yeah. What, what is your opinion on Dr. Loomis? Because I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And then I asked you during the commentary, what do you recognize him from? Yeah. And he was, he was a Bond villain. He was, yeah. I don't know his first name, but he was Blofeld. He was the basis for, funny enough, a Michael Myers movie, uh, Dr. Evil. You know, he was not the original pick. No, he wasn't. It, uh, the original pick was Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, two hammer like legends. Peter Cushing was in Star Wars. Christopher yeah. Lee was in Star Wars as well, but Peter Cushing was in the original Star Wars. Yeah. And when they hired Donald Pleasant, he came on and he says, he was just asking questions about his character. And yeah. apparently he wasn't doing it to be a dick because he's like, I don't want to do this movie, but my daughter is a fan of your previous movie. And just sell this movie to me. And apparently he does that not to be a dick. He just wants to test how much they are into making their own movie. If it's just a rent hire or if it's someone that actually has passion. And then off the back of this, uh, they actually became real close friends. And apparently he only did five days. Uh, and it was a 20 day f film. Like to, to make, and he he's only in 18 minutes of this movie, but he's the best 18 minutes of this movie. That opening scene took two days to film, yeah, yeah. And apparently, uh, Nick Castle they uh pr they they pranked him by drenching him in water and they kept m making him re redo the shots. And he suspects that there was no film in the camera, they were just fucking with him the entire time. And so he was, he, that was the only time you actually see his face. When you see Michael Myers later on, yeah, uh, that's not Nick Castle. Huh. They actually got somebody else to do the face shot. Huh. So 
it's it's kind of funny that, but and in my opinion, and they, they mentioned in the documentary I watched, Nick Castle's performance is Michael Myers, and any other corresponding movie they have tried their best to match that that look and style and they've never been able to do it and that's why they brought him back for the new one and even though he only does like a small portion of the role and they got like another stunt actor to do it i can see why especially in this he's horrifying in this movie and since we're talking about michael myers uh did you know this is what the Shatner mask wasn't the original mask. No. Uh, so apparently they wanted to do a Emmett Kelly uh, clown mask. It was like a, a frowning clown mask. Yeah. That's why at the start he puts on uh, this clown mask at the start. And they wanted to extend it by having him like, be like an adult um, frowning clown. But then when they did the... Um, the Shatner mask, which was, uh, they spray painted it uh, fish belly white. They took away the eyebrows and they opened the eyes up a bit more and made them black. And apparently as soon as Nick Castle walked out with the mask on, it chilled everybody. Huh. And honestly, I just love the expressionist look of the mask. And yeah. uh, like, like I said, this, the mask was based on William Shatner. And he did not know until much, much later. So much so oh. that when he found out, I think it was in like the 90s or the 2000s. And so for one Halloween, when he was taking like a granddaughter or something for, for trick-or-treating, he dressed up as Michael Myers. Huh. Which is <laughs> hilarious to me. Yeah. Can you imagine he just takes it off and it's just Shatner under the mask? Mm-hmm. So wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, what what is your opinion of Michael Myers as a character in this? Frightening for sure. Yeah. Uh, the director said he didn't want he wanted to make him unrelatable. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty much. They. That's the reason why Michael Myers in this is when he's described in the script. It's the shape. That's why it's called the shape because they they don't want it as much. They don't want relatability. That that's why, in my opinion, uh, this is why Michael Myers in the original stuff works so much better. And then it's a series of diminishing returns as the series goes on, and especially in the remakes. So you don't know much about Michael other than he killed his sister. You don't know why, and even then, when Donald Pleasance, who is his uh, psychiatrist that worked with him when he was younger even then he can't explain why he did what he did he just knows that the child was evil yeah so i i just i really love the ambiguous aspect to him but like in the the later movies they try to put it that it's this symbol on his arm that yeah. is making him wanting to kill all his family huh and stuff like that. And then it's an obsession with his younger sister yeah. as it go from there. And it, it just gets ridiculous. And it, like I said, it dilutes the terror of just this child goes crazy yeah. and, and has no reason for it. He, he just one day decides to kill his 
his sister and then he escapes and because he sees somebody that looks vaguely like his sister he's attacking her now I prefer that rather than explaining that he wants to kill his whole bloodline because some crazy cult told him to yeah and even then in the remake they just made him out to be trailer trash Hmm. and that and that that's why he he uh, killed his sister because he caught him banging and he decided to kill everybody including the boyfriend so uh let's also talk about jamie lee curtis so this was her first ever movie role okay uh she was only paid eight grand for the whole movie and she was so upset by her first performance that she was like she was so she felt so bad but then john carpenter called her up that night and told her Thank you, thank you so much. You did it. And apparently, that has not happened since in any other movie she's been in. She's never had a director call her up. And an interesting thing I, I actually learned from on the documentary was that because everything was shut out of order, they had to put a panic level. Yep. Yeah, I read that too. <laughs> so it would be like red alert, red alert. Scream, scream your ass off. Oh, you're kind of in the blue, just kind of look a bit scared. All right, you just finished school. You don't realize anything's going on. They're uh, also trying to get her to do Psycho too. Yeah. And it's funny enough because uh, a lot of the stuff from Psycho, uh, what was it? From Psycho, like like I said, her mother is Janet Leaf. Yeah. Okay. And in Psycho, Janet Leaf's character's boyfriend is named Loomis. So there's a psycho has a big pre- presence and inspired a lot for Halloween. Like psycho is considered the original slasher, even yeah. though it's technically not. And it's just, it's just really entertaining just seeing these like little connections between these movies. Yeah. Uh, what else was it? Uh, like I said, it was shot in 20 days. Uh, apparently, uh, Donald Pleasant was only only made twenty grand for five days worth of work. Hmm. Considering how big this movie, but he did return for sequels. Yeah, because he came back for the second, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and he, and he even had like a posthumous credit in the uh, H two O. Apparently, the movie was shot in spring in California, as opposed to Illinois in October. Yes. The crew had to buy paper leaves, paint them autumn colors, and then scatter them on location. Can you imagine, to save uh, money. Can you imagine how much of a ball it that will be? And then after the scenes were filmed, the leaves were collected and then reused. <laughs> wait, wait, wait to recycle. Yeah. <laughs> there's, probably, there's probably a bag somewhere in like some movie studio. Halloween. Well, Halloween leaves. What's this? Oh, oh no, I'm sure that's been auctioned off, man. I'm sure that's been like... There's probably a bunch of fans that have like a, bu- a bunch of leaves in bags. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's my uh, Halloween shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Or Jason <sighs> selling them. Or imagine yeah. this autograph one. And there yeah. you go. eBay. You're laughing. You're set for life now. So one thing I actually learned, you know, the beginning scene when it's from child Mike, Michael's uh, perspective. Yep. Uh, that was actually the uh, co-writer and producer, Deborah Hill. 
That was her, her hands during that whole scene because they couldn't find a child until the last minute. Huh. So they were like looking everywhere. They couldn't find a kid to do the scenes. So they, because Deborah Hill was a smaller uh, lady, uh-huh. they got her to do like all the hand stuff. Cool. So uh, I, I could imagine though that she kind of had to crouch to kind of convey yeah. that she was like child size. Um, yeah. So let's talk about kills. Uh, so there's not many kills in this. No. Uh, we have the two babysitters dying, uh, which, in, in my opinion, has the funniest death face. Uh, I believe yeah. it's I believe it's Annie when she's being choked in the car. Yeah, and her eyes widen, but it's just so funny because her nose is pressed against the window, <laughs> and I don't know why it's just fucking funny just watching her nose slide down. Yeah, it's like she's like inhaled a bad fart. Yeah. <laughs> and she's passing out from it. Uh, and then you got Bob and yep. uh, Lydia. Uh, so yep. uh, funny enough, uh, PJ uh, Souls, uh, she watched this movie during the premiere. And when yep. she when she went, uh, see anything you like, someone popped up and went, you better fucking believe I do. And she, she was amused by it. Funny enough, her boyfriend, uh, Dennis Quaid, was there. And he's like, do you want to beat the fuck out of this motherfucker? He's like, no. Let him enjoy my, my, my titters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw that story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, Dennis Quaid was the original choice for Bob until it, it turned out uh, scheduling conflicts. That would have been that would have kind of worked for what we've been doing for these past few episodes because we kind of have the boyfriend who gets killed in each of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Dennis Quaid would have been like the perfect trifecta on like people who've gone on to be a lot more famous. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> another funny thing was uh, I really did enjoy that the female dialogue was pretty close. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Jamie Lee was the only actual high, uh, teenager. Yeah. She was uh, 19 at the time. Yeah. Uh, and she was 20 by the release. And it's also cool because she actually bought her own stuff. And apparently it just cost like less than a hundred bucks. Like the budget was super tight and apparently everyone just had to dress themselves, which doesn't surprise me. If you look at Tommy's fucking wardrobe, the cheap ass Skywalker costume, (laughs) which I swear they probably just got that and threw on some stickers to, to make him out to be an astronaut. Yeah. Uh, Or just a gee. Was it just a gi? I'm pretty sure it's just a gi. Just with, a gi. With, with, with uh, stickers on it. Yeah. Like I said. And but, a belt. It, it, yeah. And uh, like a little holster on it. But I really do. I really did enjoy that. They actually. Uh, they were just smart with their money. Yeah. They weren't being frivolous or anything like that. And they just generally went hard for it. And you can tell. And you can just. Feel everything. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the score. That score is as big a character of that movie as Michael Myers is. Yeah, it was good. Like just the the creepy like uh, piano. Yeah. Every time you're like, and you're wondering when is Michael Myers going to show up. Yeah. Uh, so. And then, good. Yeah. Uh, so you you've now seen like the big three. Uh, yeah. Which one would you consider the better movie? 
Apparently, this was rated top five. We should rate it number five scariest movie. Yeah. In so, America. Yes. It, it is considered up there because it really does uh, do tension really well. I don't know. I think it's between this and... Uh, Nightmare? Maybe. Yeah. I feel Nightmare has quite a few murders to it. Yeah. Friday really has like a big, but it they're all different styles, whereas Halloween's yeah. like a slow burn. You wait for it. Nightmare is kind of a spectacle to it. Yep. It uses a lot of effects. It yep. uh, just d- does enough to keep you creepy. Whereas Friday, they're going for like the whole campiness of it. Yep. And they really add to it. And so, Halloween came first out of all. Yes. Uh, this came out, that came out in 78. Friday came out in 81, was it? No, 1980. And then Nightmare came out in 1981. I might have completely fucked that up. Nightmare came out in 84. That, shit, yeah. I always think it's the 80s, that, like 1980 when it came out. But yeah, yeah it, it came a year after, uh, before I was born. So, so, and then another thing is like, there's little Easter eggs too. Because the movie that they're watching is The Thing. <laughs> and that movie is what John Carpenter ended up bringing out a few years later. I, I believe it was 1982 he made The Thing. The only problem was, I think it came out the same time as E.T. And E.T. destroyed it. Yeah. and Not good timing. Not good timing at all. But the thing is with... The thing, the thing is with the thing, I'm fucking throwing shit out. The thing ended up being such a strong movie. Like, E.T. is great and all, yep. but the thing, it became so popular from its VHS and everything, it is now considered a cult classic and one of the best remakes of all time. <laughs> Did I know that? And the scary thing is the movie still holds up because it uses a lot of practical effects and all terrifying effects. Funny enough, Keith Davis is in that movie too. Did you ever watch the remake of HBO Max, the thing? <sighs> I'm so afraid of watching that movie just because I know what they did it's to that. The movie? I mean the show. What, the thing? Yeah. They What? HBO Max did the thing. It's not a it's not a show. It's a movie. They they remade it as a movie. Are you sure? Yes, I am. I would know if they did a a, a thing TV show. But the the movie that came out, it was technically a remake, but it was actually kind of a prequel. Okay. And the issue was they actually made practical effects again, but the the moron studio execs was like replace every fucking thing with CGI effects. And <laughs> sorry, I think it's swap thing. Swamp thing. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> swamp thing, thing, same thing. Uh, <laughs> although funny enough, Wes Craven did do uh, one of the Swamp Thing movies. Oh yeah. So we're getting confused here, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so like like I said with the thing, uh the remake, I think it was twenty eleven. They had these really great effects, and they yep. 
Even so that the guys who made the effects released it after the movie came out and go, do not blame us because this is what we originally had. And it looked good too. It's just the studio was like throwing some PlayStation 2 graphic shit. Okay. Okay. So uh, from here, I want to do a retrospective about the Halloween series. Okay. okay? So let's, let's start off with the second one. The second one came out and apparently John Carver did, did not want to fucking do it. But they were like, we've got the rights. We'll give you a first thing. Otherwise, we're going to uh, other people. And he said, sure. And apparently, he wrote the script within a day. And he was very drunk when he wrote it. Like, he, was, he apparently had a six-pack and just wrote the movie. And that movie is, introduces uh, Laurie Strode as his sister. So he must have been on his fifth or sixth beer. I know. Uh, then John Carpenter said, I don't want to do another Michael Myers story. I've killed him off. He's been shot 12 times. He's been blown up. He's dead. And he's decided that they should carry on the Halloween name, but each movie is a different story. And that's where Season of the Witch came, comes in. And that is a completely different story. Apparently... Uh, I've seen this. Uh, I remember hating it when I watched it because it was, I was like, where's Michael Myers? <laughs> Where is he at? This is not my Michael. This ain't my Michael. And I remember my dad telling me, don't watch that because there's no Michael Myers in it. And me being the, the dumbass I am, I watched it. And I'm like, is that Michael Myers on mast? Is that Michael Myers on mast? Hey, is that Michael Myers? Hey, where's Michael Myers? Is that Michael? No, it wasn't. Uh, so the whole plot to the third one is a evil company called Silver Shot and Rock are using pieces of Stonehenge to put inside masks and then they set up a symbol to sacrifice children using these masks to kill them. It's better than it sounds. That's this really cool scene where a kid is watching with a mask on and his head starts pulsating and then like worms and snakes and everything starts coming out of his mouth. Uh. So that bombed. And the, the intention was for the fourth movie, it was going to be a ghost story. But they said, John Carpenter, fuck off. We're bringing back Mike. And so they bring him back. They also bring back Donald Pleasance. And... Four, five, and six are what I like to call the Jamie trilogy because they introduce uh, Laurie Strode's daughter, Jamie. Uh, they pretty much say that she's dead, uh, Laurie Strode. And now Michael is after his niece. And so from there, you have four, which I really enjoy. It's actually the first Halloween that I watched. So maybe it's a bit of nostalgia for me, but I really like what they did. It was pretty much a retread of the first one with a couple of differences. They explain that Michael and Dr. Loomis survived and they just have like this small scar down Dr. Loomis's face. Right. And it has a great ending because the, the movie ends with uh, Jamie dressed up as a clown after stabbing her sister. 
like the loop is continued. And I thought that was perfect. And then they kind of do it, the fifth one where she did do what, what the end of the movie showed. And now she has like this weird psychic connection to Michael. So that whenever Michael kills somebody, she sees it. And then the sixth one happened where they introduce a cult where apparently this cult is telling Michael to kill people. Funny enough, though, if you remember in the first movie, Tommy Doyle, the yep. kid that she's uh, babysitting, yep. he returns in this movie played by Paul Rudd. Oh. And so this movie had a lot of problems, so much so that they had to reshoot it to make a theatrical version. And they've also released the producer's cut. Wow. And the issue was Donald Pleasance died before they could reshoot it. So they had to do a lot of messing around to try and like get it. And it's kind of a shame that they did. But the movie was a mess anyway, because the movie kills off Jamie in the sixth movie, which is, in my intention, in my honest opinion, is an awful idea because she should have been the final girl throughout that whole series. And they even go gross where it turns out that Michael uh, had sex with her and now they have a baby. And that the baby is going to be the new Michael Myers. And yeah, it, it, it just, it's, just gets stupid. Awful. Yeah. Awful. So much so that after that, they bring back Jamie Lee Curtis and say that she uh, changed her identity. So oh. we did. So this is H2O, and Michael is now after raiding Dr. Loomis's um, retirement home or whatever, finds out where, where Laurie Strode is. And so her, who has changed her identity, is now being chased by Michael again. And that was the intended end. Mm. Because the movie ends with uh, Laurie Strode decapitating Michael with an axe. And it was a good movie. Uh, you could kind of tell the Scream influence was there. Because this came out after Scream and it was like around the height of it. And then they decided to do the sequel. They retroactively changed the endings so that apparently Michael broke the throat of a paramedic and put his whole costume on him. And then ran off. So the movie opens with Laurie Strode having a mental breakdown because she killed some innocent person and it the the first the start of the movie ends with Michael killing Laurie Strode like the first 10 minutes and then the rest of the shit is this weird scare tactics kind of thing where a bunch of people are going around the Michael Myers house hosted by Tyra Banks produced by Buster Rhymes what I've done an episode on it and it's awful. It's so much so that Michael, Michael Myers has a Kung Fu fight with Buster Rhymes who kicks him through a door. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Mike's silence is just deafening. I don't know even... I'm picturing it. He also says trick or treat, motherfucker. Who that? Michael? 
Buster Rhymes. Buster. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you've also got Buster Rhymes dressed as Michael running around. It's like, hey, I'm supposed to be Michael, motherfucker. Get over there and push your Michael Myers around. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, has an early uh, before Battlestar Galactica Katie Sackhoff in it. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And the least memorable member of the American Pie cast as well. The one that's Which with one? the one that's with Tara Reid. Which one? The one that's with Tara Reid, the least memorable one. You got uh, the others, like you got. Uh, yeah, but who are you thinking about? The one that's with Tara Reid, the the like the main character that does the "Let's Get Laid" speech. Oh no! Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The yeah. one that was in um, is it the rookie, where he gets his arm broken, then because his arm set in such a certain way, he can have this really cool fastball. Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that was then recently. Mm. In 2018, they've come back in a, a lot better way. They uh, they said, you know, the second to the that bullshit with the reality shit, forget that. Fuck off. We're just going to go from the first. It's not his sister. It's some idiot. They even make fun of that too. They go, I heard it was uh, your, your grandmother's uh, deranged brother. I was like, that's just a stupid rumor. Anyone who thought that opens an idiot. And it's so good. It, ha- it has uh, Cheryl from Archer in it as Laurie's <clears throat> daughter. And it's such, it's such a, be- a better movie. Uh, it plays to the first uh, movie a lot, but it has its own stuff too. And I really like, you know, the scene where Michael is looking at Laurie through the car. Yeah. They recreate that with Laurie Strode looking at a, granddaughter oh yeah it's such a better movie and i honestly recommend you don't watch any others you watch that first and now they're also making two more which unfortunately have been delayed because of covid but apparently they've made them back to back so you got halloween kills and halloween ends and they're bringing back everybody and they're uh, adding new stuff and honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for the future of Halloween just because they got people who respect the originals. They made it into sequels rather than trying to remake it again. And I'm really excited for what they've got coming up. Mm. Now, speaking of not being excited, let's talk about the remakes. You know Rob Zombie, right? Yep. He did the, the uh, Halloween 1 and 2 remakes. And the first one is... The first half of the movie is an original story and it focuses more on Michael as a kid. And, and in my opinion, they try to over-explain a bit too much. Mm. And great casting though. You get Malcolm McDowell as Dr. Loomis. Oh. And the grown-up Michael Myers is uh, Tyler, Tyler Vane. Okay, oh, yeah. save you from X Men. Yep, yep. And honestly, if they named it something else, I would have super interest in this movie just because I really like the the child psychology aspect to it. Yeah. But oh. but honestly, 
the second half, it loses all the suspense of the original. Oh. Because it's pretty much the original movie in half the time. Oh. So you don't have those small, intimate moments. You don't have those waiting parts. It's just sped up. And it's him beating the shit out of a, a wall to get his mask back. Because most of the movie, when you see him, he, he doesn't have his mask off until like the last 10 minutes. Oh. So, and then the second one, less said about the better. They decide that there's some weird thing involving white horses on why he kills people. And he sees his mother all the time. Uh, it had the one thing I did enjoy was that they made Dr. Loomis out to be like a Dr. Phil type where he writes about Michael and is profiteering off the misery and stuff like that. And they also work into that, uh, the psychology of Laurie Strode being a, a survivor, but it's, it's handled wrong in my opinion. I, I think if they did a bit more, more nuance and stuff like that, it would be a lot yeah. better. Also, funny enough, uh, Brad Dorf, who yeah. is the voice of Chucky, he's in the remakes as the sheriff. Interesting. Uh, as a remake, they're not bad. But if you try and compare them to the original, they're not as good. Mm. So that was the Halloween series as a whole, retrospective. Uh, it's got a good future compared to the other two movies, and I'm looking forward. So what I'm going to ask you, Mike, is uh, I'm going to give you the floor to just talk about Halloween. Like what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. So you got the floor. I liked uh, well, it. Well, considering I've never seen it before, I didn't know what to expect. I, knew it, I thought I was going to be a lot more scared than I was. Uh, I liked the fact that I didn't know that Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. Uh, I liked uh, just the whole story of Michael, of like just the backstory of like you don't know. <laughs> you just see him breaking it. You just see him breaking out of the hospital. You just know this dude is bad. But I also liked the fact that he's driving around town, and you see him. You see Doctor Loomis talk to the sheriff. And then you see Michael just drive by. He's like, yep, I see you looking for me. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, they, play, they know that they're going to do more so they don't kill him. Yeah. But I imagine during that time, that scared a lot of people and that messed up a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to uh, just interject that. The reason why they, they had him uh, move from there was because they wanted Michael Myers to be the embodiment of evil. And him disappearing, because they didn't intend to do a sequel. Okay. The intent was that evil never dies. So they wanted to embody that by having him potentially be still alive. Because, and I really did enjoy Dr. Loomis's monologues because yep. he was... To put a wrestling analogy, he was the Paul Heyman to mm. Michael Myers' Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Brock Lesnar does all the moves. Paul Heyman is the one hyping him up. It's more of an antagonist way, but I really enjoyed what they did with that. Yeah. Telling the story for him. Yeah. And it works. And yeah. the fact that he doesn't talk or anything like that, yeah. it's just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to add? No, that was good. He nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Like, I, my big worry was I was going to show you these movies and you were pretty much going to spit on me. No. Like, how dare you make me watch these These movies. are movies that I had on my list to watch eventually, but yeah. wouldn't have watched unless I'm being forced to. I force your hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, literally. We, we make content out of it, and that's the big yeah, thing man. here. Uh, so you you so now to finish off with this movie. So you enjoyed it, you yep. did, but you enjoy the atmosphere. Yep. To, to everyone listening that maybe in the same boots as you a week ago, would you would you recommend it? And how would you recommend people watch it? I would definitely recommend it, and I would watch. I would suggest watching it because of now Halloween. Yeah, it's it's but, definitely a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's a Halloween movie. This is a Halloween date movie. Yes, it is. I, I totally agree. And definitely, oftentimes, movie theaters, uh, maybe not go right now, but in the future, this is definitely a movie you go watch in a theater as well. Yeah. Uh, I often see this movie being re-released around Halloween. Yeah, totally. So I definitely recommend it. So I'm that- sure streaming stations are just... This is their selling points. Yeah, pretty much. I, I noticed quite a bit that they'll bring Halloween uh, onto their streaming platform for people to watch. Yeah. So we have now got, we have now done the iconic trilogy. Yep. Uh, we're going to go more into actual scary stuff where people still consider them scary. So for next week, finally, we're going to watch. I like how Mike is now sinking into his chair as I tell him this. But, <laughs> but we are going to watch, in a lot of people's opinions, the scariest movie of all time, The Exorcist. Are you ready, Mike? Nope. <laughs> See you next week, guys. If, uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you guys are listening, please yeah. like... Please like any posts that you see on Beaver Does Movies. If you are listening to us on your podcast, please subscribe to us to get each episode for Fridays. If you would like, also drop us a review because that gets us more noticed and more uh, infused to do more episodes. Who knows? We might do two a week. Depends on uh, how many how many views we get. But no promises. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much, guys, and we will check you out next week. Peace. Stay safe. Forever. <laughs>